Welcome to Talking Retail, a podcast for the retail industry. My name is Rufus Parkinson, president of StarMe. On Talking Retail, you will find my colleagues and I in conversation with interesting personalities from the global retail sector, chatting about trends, challenges, technology, innovation, and much, much more. Enjoy the podcast. Hi, my name is Derek Fox, and I come to you as the Director of Sales of North America for StyleMe. If you're not familiar with StyleMe, we are the leading virtual fitting room for e-commerce fashion retailers. We look to provide not only the best user experience through our 3D virtual fitting room, but also we look to reduce returns and increase conversions through our incredibly accurate sizing recommendations. Before leading the StyleMe team for the past two years, I held numerous positions in the retail space such as National Sales Manager for Ume, a leading Danish design brand based out of Copenhagen, Denmark, and before that, spending the bulk of my career in various capacities at Ralph Lauren, working with their polo brands, black label, purple label, and double RL brands. I have a true passion for technology, fashion, and retail, and I'm happy to have with me today, Tiffany Broadway. Tiffany is the founder of a fantastic swimwear brand based out of LA named Bold Swim. Bold Swim is an inclusive and sustainable brand of women's swimwear that creates truly unique designs. In addition to being the head of her own fashion label, Tiffany is also a member of the Female Founder Collective. Thank you, and I want to now welcome Tiffany for joining me today. Hi, Derek. Thank you. Of course. Hi, Tiffany. How are you doing today? I'm doing well. How about yourself? Doing pretty well. I'm calling out of uh, Brooklyn, New York. Where, where are you calling from today? Sunny Los Angeles. No, a little bit jealous, but but I'm I'm happy to have you here via Zoom. Um, so just to get started, do you mind just tell me a little bit um, of your story? Like, who is Tiffany, and, and what is Bold Swim about? Sure. So um, that's a good question. I I always feel like I want to always be my authentic self. Um, so I would say that Tiffany has always taken risks. I've always been a risk taker. Even before starting this business, I would sell anything and everything um, until I really found my path as an entrepreneur. Um, I bought a house with my partner. We renovated it. And then a year later, we decided to move out to start Bold. Um, so I had the opportunity of always taking risks and just, just trying to figure it out as I go often, um, using my background in business and team leadership and corporate um, I have the, the knowledge to be able to do so and be able to be confident in those risks. But it's definitely when I look back, I'm like, wow, that was that was a big risk. That was a huge step that I took. Um, bought a house, renovated, left it, left a stable career to start something brand new in a crowded market in the in the fashion capital, essentially. So pretty proud of myself. But I would say that Tiffany is definitely a risk taker and I don't regret it. Every every step, every struggle. Um, it's, it's been a great. It's great. That's fantastic. And how long have you been um, the head of Bold Swim? So I've been the head of the business since it started. So back in 2017, before we were online. So officially three years going into our fourth year. So yeah, the entire time. Wow, that's 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 amazing. So ju just out of curiosity, how long did it take you to to kind of gather the business before you sold your first item? Oh my gosh, um, I was like selling, making samples and selling the samples. They were, oh my, they're, they're not even near what the product is now. It was more like, you know, that MVP, can this be sold? Will people like this design? 
And um, I'm very appreciative of those early samples and those early designs that I did sell. So it will probably take me probably six months because I've always been, like I mentioned, selling, being able to sell. So it didn't take me long, but once I really organized the business, organized the designs, it definitely was like water. Like you just started selling like fire. So that's amazing. I'm, I'm sure the journey is, is, is quite remarkable. And from where you were when you started day one versus now versus where you'll be in five years, I'm sure it, it's quite an accomplishment. Absolutely. Yeah. So, you know, so being a small business owner, you know, female, black entrepreneur, share some of the stories, struggles, and some of the rewards that you've had um, throughout your three years. Oh, like as a black business owner, I would say specifically, it always feels like you're kind of playing catch up. Um, naturally, you know, I'm even grateful for my, my background. I have a master's in project management. I've worked in corporate my entire career since I was 19, leading people older than me with more experience. And so I've always been that self-starter, been able to learn the environment very quickly. Um, but I think as a Black entrepreneur, we're not naturally always uh, numerous in those meetings or in those, those settings or just through my work ethic and determination. I've been able to be one of the few fortunate in the room that are Black. So not being able to have those connections naturally or go to those country clubs or these things, you know, these old cliches, I feel like it, we always didn't have the whole piece of the puzzle or parts of the game. But I think that um, through anything, determination and hard work, I've been able to work hard enough to meet those people, to put myself out there, to knock on the doors until someone opened. Um, a lot of, I have like a name drop right now, but I won't, um, but a lot of mentors, high level mentors yeah. that um, backed me and saw something me. And I literally was like, please buy this. Here's a hanger. Here's my stuff. Like, please believe in me. Didn't know anything about fashion at the time other than I liked it as a woman. And, um, but yeah, so just being able to be seen as not just a black business owner, but like as a woman entrepreneur, a legitimate business, not a hustle, not a side job, not a hobby, not a, a multi-level marketing company, a real legitimate business. It was hard. That's fantastic. That's, that's fantastic. You know, sometimes, you know, they say, you know, adversity just makes you work harder and want it more. So, um, so my hat off, my hat's off to you. That that's fantastic. Thank you. So, so I, I have to ask, I mean, obviously it's the, it's the theme of the year and it's, it's, you know, the big elephant in the room throughout the year, but you know, coronavirus, COVID-19, you know, how, how has it impacted your business, you know, how, and how do you see the, the future of retail, you know, post-COVID? Um, well, COVID has definitely had an impact on the business. I would say that um, it will continue to have an impact. I don't think the, the world as we knew it will go back. Um, I do believe, as an optimist, I do believe that people will still continue to purchase luxury goods, um, with this discretionary income and things like that. I think that the travel business hospitality will rebound, especially retail. I was listening actually to another podcast and actually some of the style me ones previous um, that you have available. And I agree. I think that people, once we come out of this quarantine and the people that are still working from home and those that are not, we're going to want something new. We're going to want to be where we were. We're going to want to spend the money that we've been stockpiling away for the last couple of months. And I feel like um, COVID has dampened some of that because of the travel restrictions. Not a lot of people have pools. 
Um, you can't go to a public pool. There's no private pools unless you have friends that have pools. Um, but in a weird way, COVID has almost kind of like increased the number of traffic, the number of partnerships I've been able to kind of secure in this time. I feel like there's a real visibility with other founders, other female founders, especially being a part of the collectives, uh, the female founder collective and um, other local charters of women businesses. But I feel like it's really increased business visibility, not only just because of the whole racial uh, Black Lives Matter movement, um, but just really being seen as an entrepreneur and um, a founder. So I think it's the, the retail will always kind of find a way to evolve with the sustainability, um, correcting some wrongs in the industry itself, but also giving us a chance to slow down and really discover those brands that we hadn't seen previously, especially with um, here in LA, it's even more prevalent. There's not a lot of malls in city center where I'm at. I have to kind of drive out. But there's always these, um, it's always entrepreneurial, small businesses, um, small brands and um, designer brands that are prevalent. So that's more of where we shop and how we shop. And with all of those stores being closed, you have to find people online. And I think that's what I really loved about having the partnership with Style Me way before that, because it's really, with swimwear, it's always hard to begin with. You can't People like to try it on. There's this whole self-conscious thing that comes over people when they um, when they shop or somewhere. Even when I'm out in like trade shows, you know, earlier, people wouldn't come to my booth. They were like, no, not not having it, not coming to somewhere. So Style Me has really given me the opportunity to have that virtual fitting online where I don't have a storefront, I don't have a presence. And thankfully, because of the expense of a retail shop, um, the foot traffic, where can I have this? Where is it right for my brand? And now with COVID, the restrictions in place, you know, made it almost impossible, especially with swimwear and apparel that you actually have to try this intimate um, piece on, right? Um, so that's where um, these virtual these virtual technologies, these partnerships, especially with StyleMe is like really, like truly, honestly made it huge and when I started looking into the day as a founder I'm wearing all kinds of hats during the day so when I actually had a chance to really sit down and deep dive into the data I was astonished how many people actually tried on um, and then I realized that my customers are really engaged as being sustainability conscious focus they're actually engaging with me daily so I spend a lot of time engaging through this the chat feature on the shop providing recommendations and then I see that they're using the avatar. So making sure that the style the avatar is working, it's in the right spot. All the styles are scanned in is very become very important to me, especially during this time. That's fantastic. And, you know, a lot of information there, a lot of insight on, you know, what, what COVID has impacted your business today and, and the future of COVID. But, you know, I know we share, you know, um, your company and style me, we share a lot of similar beliefs, you know, with the sustainability um, you know, that, that is definitely one angle that we love to do. You know, obviously the, the fashion world is one of the biggest, you know, culprits of um, the, against the environment, you know, with their increased, um, you know, samples and also with the shipping back and forth. So, so we do hope to, you know, help your, your business and reduce your returns um, and hopefully alleviate some of the, um, the um, incorrect sizing. And then, then you have to ship back items back and forth, um, which is obviously, which is not great. Um, and also, you know, what you said with, you know, with LA, you know, New York here, you know, we share a yeah. lot of the, the similar um, shopping experiences as LA do. 
Um, so, so we've seen a lot of that that uptick in you know the online shopping for sure, mm-hmm. um, and people wanting a you know a virtual experience that kind of mimics the the in store experience because you know. Yep. Even though the in-store experience has been closed, you know people do love you know touching garments, knowing the proper size, and um, and having that confidence, which is um, which is fantastic. And you know it's tough to say what post-COVID will be like, but um, but e-commerce and and virtual fitting rooms, you know they're not going away. You know I think you know in my opinion, COVID is just. Um, accelerated no so, so the retail space in general was going is has been going through a transformation um over the past few years you know shifting more towards e-commerce um you know away from um maybe the in-store experience and covid was just another catalyst that kind of accelerated it um a few years essentially faster than it probably would have um before um and at the end you know the the person who benefits the most from this is the end consumer um they 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 benefit from the be- the better experience the better product um, so, so, so we're happy to have you, you know, being able to, um, to provide that. And I think, you know, I think you're hundred percent right. You know, people know, you know, you're, you're selling swimwear, you know, um, other than being in LA and, and obviously in a lot of the West coast, um, we don't get to wear swimwear until, um, unless we're on vacation really, um, you know, especially here in New York for sure. And in most parts of the country, um, so I think you're right, you know, once travel starts opening up, you're going to see this huge boom in business, you know, people have, you know, have extra money or, you know, hopefully have extra money to spend. Um, they're going to definitely want to go on vacation. No one's been able to go on a vacation and it feels like years, but it's only been, you know, maybe about 10 months, but, um, but yeah, you should definitely see an uptick in that. And that's, that should be a very exciting time for you, I, I believe. Yeah, I agree. I think what I've always had in mind when I started the brand was because I actually had the opportunity to start my a lot of my learning and sourcing in New York. So I appreciated the like literally a lunch and learn section over a textile conference to figure out what was the technology. Do how do I come into this fashion business, but not be be a disruptor, but not be um, a main driver of the issues that are already there. So sustainability was already one. So when I design, I design for that. So in LA, we can wear like here, I can wear a tank top through the rest of the fall. So mm-hmm. I try to design swimwear that way. That way, if someone does have my piece in a colder region, East Coast, I have a lot of East Coast customers, even though their sustainable customers are a little bit different where they're purchasing based on need, not necessarily want all the time. Now, I do have a lot of mix where they'll buy it in advance or they'll buy it because they know that this is a good quality product, the, the fabric, the construction, all of that, they, have, they know the story, but they'll also buy it because they can see additional uses. And I think COVID has taught us a lot about additional uses, what's in our closet, outside of the things that we can get because a lot of the shipping for all these manufacturers, either they've canceled stock or they don't have stock where they can act, get access to it, or shipping has been backed up based on the issues with the postal system. So. I think I've always designed for wearing one top can be as a halter top can be. And a lot of my customers taught me this early on those early pieces that I mentioned where they're wearing a a bikini top as a bra and they're putting it under a shirt and just going with it. And I was like, you know, I need to make sure all the pieces have less embellishments and things like that. So they can be worn as, you know, undergarments and, you know, now loungewear people, don't have to get up for Zoom meetings or they do and they can wear it as underwear or they can wear it as workout equipment. So I always try to keep that in mind um, by giving them some additional pieces that they can wear. So it's not just like, oh, I just bought a $150 bikini and I'm not going on a vacation anytime soon or my vacation got canceled. So, yeah. 
Yeah, yeah, I think you nailed it. I mean, that's that's one of a you know a core you know value to a sustainability brand. It's you know the kind of multi different functions that you can have in your product um, across you know different you know situations, which is which is fantastic. So so I mean so you kind of alluded to it before, you know. Your business, you know, obviously you're selling swimwear. So swimwear is not, um, you know, it's not in most of the country, at least it's not um, swimwear season throughout the entire year. Uh, luckily, you know, in, in LA and the West Coast, you have it more so than the rest of the country. But, but, but how do you, you know, how do you turn your business into more of a 12 month um, year around business, um, depending on the weather and everything? How do you battle that? Oh my gosh, I love this question. I'm so glad I've been like sitting on my hands, like just mm -hmm. waiting for this question because it's an important question. I thought about this. I'm like, okay, so my husband's really technical. He's like, okay, if you're going to start this business, you need to have it planned out. And I'm like, yeah, somewhere, but I don't see, I've never seen it as seasonal. I've never seen it as seasonal. And the reason I say that, not just because I, you know, I've always had the design to make it more multifunctional, especially moving from Texas to California, the lifestyle is a little bit different, but swimmer is a year round business. People are traveling all the time. Not, you know, most of the, the world has been impacted by COVID one way or another, and they're limited in their, you know, mobility and their, their migration. But there are still people well into December um, that are still shopping, that are still um, traveling. I last Christmas went to, or the Christmas before went to Hawaii. So swimwear, right? Um, people are always going to these, you know, the Bahamas, they're taking cruises, they're going to all these inclusive resorts at this time. So it's still a big travel season, even for Brazil's in the middle of their summer right now. So I always feel like swimwear is still year round, maybe not in the U.S. consistently, but people are still traveling out to the, you know, well, when our country is able to open up again, um, they're still traveling to these luxury vacations in L.A., we traveled either to Hawaii, Australia, or um, Mexico for the for the winter months. If we're not going skiing or mammoth or anything like that, so I feel like swimmer is always a year-round thing. And I've been um, lucky enough to make partners in all parts of the globe and continue to meet more. Um, I just have a partnership with Love Island, which gives me access to the UK and more friends in the UK. So I know a lot of. We have a lot of travelers from all over that come to L, come to LA, come to other places. So there's there's always something. There's always something. And I like to talk to strangers. So I always meet somebody. They, they can have a car. We can have a conversation. And I end up selling somewhere year-round. There's a few months that um, naturally it'll kind of go down, which is um, right after Labor Day. Uh, so October is kind of slow. November is a little bit slow. But after that Thanksgiving, Thanksgiving, Black Friday, it's right back up into Christmas. People are planning, they're going to resorts. And then I see it pick back up because of the other countries early January. So it's really exciting. That's fantastic. You know, I, I was curious how you were going to answer that question because, you know, I've always looked at, you know, um, you know, the swimwear business as being, you know, a cyclical business, you know, it's not a 12 month year business. But, you know, as you're answering that, you know, I was like, you know, she, she's right. I mean, I I go on my vacations here in New York when it's cold, uh, when it's cold weather. You know, I'm not going on mm -hmm. vacations in the middle of the summer. I'm going when it's cold weather and I'm going to sunny, um, summery places. And that's when I buy new swimwear. I actually don't. Now I'm thinking about it. I don't buy new swimwear um, in the summertime. I buy it when I'm going to a new vacation um, yep. and I'm going to a new place and I want something new. Um, and then I just reuse that during our summer times here. So. 
it's funny that you answer that because I was like, wow, um, she, she understands me. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's, I mean, that's how we do. We, th we think about it. It's like yeah. when it does get cold here, we went up north last last Christmas to Mammoth to go ski. And then after that, we're like, you know, we need some hot again. So, yeah, that's what you do. That's that's fantastic. So, you know, so, so social media, you know, I want to switch topics, you know, on social media. I know you leverage social media. You're, you're very active on social media. I'm sure it's, you know, extremely important um, to your business, um, to, to the swimwear segments in general. So, so, you know, how do you leverage social media, um, Instagram um, and, and other channels, of social media to really bring awareness to, to, to Bold Swim? Um, I would say that social is definitely an important piece of the marketing, engaging with the customers. Um, I also, because that's one way that they know about your business, business they can find the lifestyle aspect of it. Um, and it's important now, especially now that people have time, we can have focus, we can actually see the story, the, the story matters, the, the founder matters. Um, so I'm an introvert by nature. I have a little bit of the introvert extrovert. Um, I don't like to be on social that much, but I know that in this times is important. I, you know, I did the last three video campaigns for the brand, being visible, um, being in the video, speaking, um, because I, at this point, if it's nobody else, it has to be me that tells the story. I've told it, you know, a thousand times, a thousand different ways, refined it. But I think with um, everybody being home and eyes being visible, the world watching, you know, the pandemic crisis, people going through civil, you know, um, injustice and unrest and all these things. It's important to be on social, to have your brand out there, to show what you stand for, show who you are and show that, hey, you know, if you didn't know it before, this is a black owned brand. This is a black woman sitting here, you know, hustling every day to make this brand work. And I appreciate you. I appreciate you following me, engaging me. Um, and then some people come up to me and I don't even know. They're like, oh yeah, this Tiffany. And I'm like, oh, they know me. So the little things that, I, that I'm doing, I think that um, over social, they are like magnified, you know, 10 million times over. So um, Pinterest has been a real win for us. Instagram has been as well. Social. So every now and then I'll pop in and introduce myself and tell what I'm about, um, reiterate one of my partners, um, and kind of tell them why we're different. So social is huge. That that's fantastic. I mean, I, I think you're leveraging social the, the way that it's intended. You know, I always like to take a step back and think of, you know, as I'm a consumer myself, I'm 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 shopping also and you know, I'm very selective with the brands that I um that I want to purchase from and I want to spend my money with. And I'm always drawn towards brands that have visibility into who the founder is or who, who the designers are and really give kind of take the take uh, the curtains back a bit, as, as you say, and kind of give that insight into like, hey, these are these are real people, you know, operating this. And, you know, this is not a big conglomerate, um, but but this is a um, but this is, you know, this is us doing doing what we do. And um, that always inspires me, you know, hearing people's stories and it always um, inspires me to want to purchase more and stay loyal to a brand. So I think, you know, you're you're doing a fantastic job um, on the social media channels and, and, and all that. Thank you. I really appreciate that because it's, you know, some days it's like, oh, my gosh, I need to post today. And now, luckily, we've hired a few um, people that actually do that. So Bridget is my number one. Um, mm -hmm. She takes over my social. So she it, it's a lot of fun. It's a lot of fun. That, that's great. And I'm, I'm just going to leave you with one more question. Um, and, and this is my favorite question to ask. Um, it really is. 
But um, what advice would you give to to the younger generation, to, to you know, to the younger people um, in university? Um, have it be a um, a young designer, either in the swimwear brands or a young fashion designer, or a young female entrepreneur trying to start their own business. You know, what what advice can you give them for for the youth of tomorrow um, trying to start out? I say, don't stop. Be, don't be afraid to take those risks and don't play small. I catch myself playing small sometimes, being humble, being reserved. And I have to remember, like, you have a vision to start this dream, whether, you know, mine was Bold Swim. And once you really figure out what your purpose is and what your mission is and you connect with the right people, it's like endless. So I would tell anyone, young, old, black, white, any other nationality, don't stop just make sure that you're open to receiving those gifts, talking with people, um, finding people that you don't naturally associate with, um, collecting your nose daily. I collect my nose all the time. Hey, I want to work with you. No. Okay. Well, then I just keep going to the next one until maybe later. I've even had some brands and um, individuals come back and like, Oh, I want to work with you. And I, through the course of my work and growing the brand, I figured that, they're not a right partner anymore or any longer. They may be my ideal, but because I've grown in such different ways or uh, wanted to grow the company. So I would say just continuing to hold fast to your, your vision, your mission, your brand, um, and don't let anybody tell you or redefine that for you. Um, that's it. Just follow your dreams, really. I know it's cliche to say, but it really is true. It really is true. It's true, you know, believe in what you're what you are meant to do and, and stick with it and uh, success will come to you. Is, is Absolutely. What it may yeah. not come tomorrow or the next day, but I feel like when you look up over the, the course of time and where you were, where I was in 2017, where worse I am now, it's it's light years. So if I would have stopped any point of that because it was hard, then, you know, you owe it to yourself, really. That's amazing. And again, I congratulate you for everything that you achieved. You know, it, it's fantastic. And everyone who's listening, I encourage you to, to go on Bold Swim's website, uh, check out, you know, the beautiful product, the beautiful swimwear that, that Tiffany is able to produce. Um, check out the Style Me tool on there as well. It's, um, you know, we're definitely helping her business. And again, Tiffany, thank you so much for having, uh, for joining us today. Um, I, I really enjoyed our conversation. I appreciate it. Thank you, Derek. I appreciate it. Well, I'll be adding menswear soon 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 <laughs> i'll be your first customer i promise <laughs> there you go <laughs> all right thank you have a good day you too bye thank you for listening to talking retail stay tuned for more episodes